0: this is Steve, and this is Luke, and welcome back to another episode of Restless the Podcast, episode eight. You know, everybody's story is unique, and they're special. They're like fingerprints. Each one has their own identity. We would hope that you would consider getting up with us and coming on the show and telling your story, because there's incredible power in people's story, and there's a couple ways that you can do that. Contact us at info at restlesspodcast.com, or... You can go to our website, and that's RestlessPodcast.com, and go to Tell Your Story and leave some information about yourself. We would love to hear about you. And for those of you who have given us five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, thank you very much. We've had some good positive feedback, and we'll continue to bring these shows as as folks come to us. So thank you. Luke, we have an incredible guy tonight that has reached out to us and offered to tell a story, and we're thankful for that. Bob, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here tonight. We're thank you. We want to thank you for that. Luke, tell us a little bit about Bob.
1: All right. Our guest tonight is Bob. Bob is 58 years old and a father of three and grew up in central Maryland. And throughout life, Bob had been asking the question of what is faith and generally searching, from being in various different kinds of churches I'm trying to further and deepen his understanding. Bob's coming on to tell us a little bit about what he's learned along the way regarding how he understands the Bible, and most importantly, not just the idea that we can know of God, but the idea that we can know God personally, and that he wants to know us too.
0: Bob, um, we are excited to have you tonight, and you know we've heard a little bit of your story in advance, and we look forward to hearing the whole thing. But We would characterize you and maybe you would do the same as a man on a journey in search of uh, faith or in search of truth. Does that sound fair? It does. It does. So would you uh, kind of take us by the hand and take us, you know, along with you on that journey, perhaps rewinding a little bit to the beginning and tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay. Um, You know, my—I guess it—you know, I had a normal— average childhood um and I guess the only thing but it was like kind of normal back then my folks did split up when they when I was in like sixth grade um which caused a little bit of you know turmoil and you know um different ways of
3: Dealing with things and looking at things. Um. I guess and then it was. But, you know, I had two very good, uh, parents. Um,
2: I did, uh, leave home when I was 16. Which, you know, is. Kind of not normal, but, uh, that's what I did. Uh. I just kind of moved in with friends. I still graduated high school and, you know, and, you know, did all the normal things. I, you know, never really got in trouble, um, you know, and I thank my parents for that. I give that to them for doing that. I
3: met my wife, um, when I was, um probably 20, 20 years old, and, uh,
2: you know, I knew right away she was the one, and, you know, we did, uh, get married, I was married
3: at 21, um, father at 24, and, uh,
2: You know, it just, you know, from all the things that I went through when I was young, not having a a dad that, you know, lived at the house and uh, that kind of stuff. It it instilled in me then, and it's still, still with me today, of my job is to take care of my family. You know, those at that time, my family was number one there was you know yes I believed in God but I never never put it in never put him first family was first and um I know
3: now that was not right um but it it uh you know I was married for 18 years um and we were very young when we got married and basically we just kind of grew apart um and
2: you know it was to the point where we just couldn't live together anymore um uh, and it uh it was uh it was definitely the worst thing that ever happened to me um you know i was devastated
3: um you know, and it
2: it uh, it angered me. You know, it it angered me that, you know, I spent all my time working.
3: You know, I went
2: when I was,
3: I would say, in in uh, 1999. You know, had a
2: three-year-old son. So, you know, I had a house, you know, I had a new car. Um couple cars actually. Um you know, I, I was with my uh, at that time, I mean, she was she was the one for me. Um of course, you know, we all have problems. Um marriage is a very difficult two-way street that, uh, you know, we were going down and it just became too much. So uh, when that ended, I did not take it very well. Um, I ended up, uh, you know, moving back to Maryland. You know, I was living in Virginia at the time. Um, You know, I came back with family just to uh,
3: get some support
2: Uh, because I, you know, it was just burned into me that I did not want to repeat what I went through. I did not want my son going through what I went through when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, it was just, you know, I don't want to make light of that because it was very devastating for me. I mean, I, I... there was a point that you know i didn't want to continue living you know to be perfectly honest with you um
1: but would, i got i did get through that would you when you say not continue living do you mean like actively suicidal or just apathetic
2: um i don't think i could actually follow through with it i just there was a care factor
1: Apathy you know, just apathy toward life in general you know
2: I, it was just just something i couldn't fathom it was a total failure and um i took that all on myself you know i didn't uh didn't want to blame anybody but me because you know i i'm the one that made the, the decisions uh back then you know i was young confident um knew what i wanted uh and was willing to work for it i mean i worked 80 hours a week every week you know i was never home you know that was the the big the big thing but you know in my mind at that time that's what i was supposed to be doing I mm-hmm. was supposed to be taking care of my family, um, you know, gathering the things that we needed. And uh, when it didn't work, I, I,
0: it just, uh,
2: it destroyed me. It did.
0: And you would, you would connect part of that breakup to how many hours you worked?
2: I would. I would because I was, you know, when you're not there, you're not fulfilling, you know, your wife's, Needs, wants, um, you know, um, small child.
3: You know, um,
0: how old was your son when that happened? I think he was at three. Mm-hmm. Um, when we really,
3: you know, we separated a
2: couple times, actually. Uh, But not for any length of time. But we
0: kind of knew that this time was going to be different.
2: Yeah. And. uh,
0: You had said early on that you were six years old when your parents split. Yeah. And now. And and to be
2: perfectly honest with you, he may have been around that age. hmm. To be honest with you, I think he might have been. I might have my dates. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But Wrong. But the point here is, you're kind of repeating what happened to you as a kid. I know, and
2: it's exactly what I did not want to happen. Um, you know, my wife, uh, just you know, with all the talking that I did, it just wasn't enough. Mm. You know, it, it. You know,
0: but uh, it made for a very difficult time for you. It did. It yeah. did. It really did.
2: And I thought, you know, from that point, um, it was just never, that was going to be the worst thing that ever happened to me. It was almost like a death. Mm-hmm. It really was. And I know I've heard people talk
0: about divorces being like that, and it, it truly was for me. And uh, But you, for the most part, were taking all the blame.
3: I did. I did. Um.
0: So, how are you feeling inside? Well, it was a major, major blow. It was a major failure in my
2: mind. Um. It was repeating something that I swore I would never do. Hmm. You know, I would never, ever, um, uh, do that to my son.
3: Yeah. Um. And, you know, and that, after that, um, it took me, uh,
2: I don't know, maybe, maybe two years to become, you know, to where I could function normally. I mean, I never stopped working. I will, uh, hats off to the company that I work for, for that, because, uh, if I was the boss, I wouldn't have kept me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Because uh, I was, you know. Um, and you had moved now back to Maryland. Back to Maryland. I transferred the company willingly right away. As soon as they could find me a spot, transferred me back
0: to Maryland. Um, and uh, were you splitting uh, time with your son between...
2: Yourself? I, 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 I did, you know, I, I
0: went up on weekends
2: and, you know, I wasn't even capable of even doing that right away. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, after, you know, after I got my feet under me a little bit and, uh, I would make sure that I had my stuff together for him. You know, and, uh but when it came to me, you know, I was, you know, I started uh, drinking a lot. Uh, I, you know, just, I. after looking back on it now, there was probably a good four, four to five years. You know, I, I just, I still worked. I was never late. I never called out um but i did i spent a lot of time in um uh, a lot of time drinking would you consider yourself a functional alcoholic i did i was mhm yeah and and why did you do that i you know thinking back on it now it was you know it's foolish uh but it uh just eased, eased the pain. I mean, there's no other way of, you know, saying it. it. It it loosened me up to where I could talk to people. I met a lot of people. Some of them, it's probably would have been a good idea if I didn't meet, but, uh, that's the, uh, that's the path I took. And, um, uh, I did that, and, you know, and I met, I met a lot of good people, too, you know, and um, I did uh, meet somebody else and, you know, had a relationship, and it was, it was, you know, just what I needed, Um, you know, we made each other complete, Um, and then, uh, then I stopped drinking, and then it then it was different. it just uh it just was different. What do you mean the i, I the only way that I can think of it now is you know that we were having such fun um, we didn't take time to really know each other and know you know likes, dislikes. You know when you're when you're drinking everything's a everything's a party uh you know vacations uh you know wake up seven o'clock in the morning and have you know half a bottle of scotch with your coffee uh at the time
3: it was it was great, i thought mm.
2: but but you know there was you know there was other factors in there and um i ended up uh leaving that area and ended up moving up west in maryland and uh then i met my current wife and uh again you know it was um uh, love at first sight um somebody that i felt very comfortable with and i could be myself i didn't have to drink she was not a drinker you know so um, it was was what i needed at the time
3: so um we uh Very quickly uh, developed
2: a relationship, uh, and uh, she was actually in a—had been uh, divorced and uh, moved into uh, a new place. And um, she had a son um, that was, you know, um, also something that, you know, that obviously that I was missing— Um, But I didn't uh, ever look at it to the point where this was a replacement. It was more of, you know, a bonus kind of thing. Um, We uh, moved in together, or I actually moved in with her because, you know, that was a running joke. the, The entire time I was divorced, I was homeless, you know but uh you know we just um, we moved very quickly um and uh, before you know it we were engaged to be married everything in in my life at that point was uh 100% uh you know on top of the world all you know all my troubles except you know that deep um desire and still
0: failure to my son that, you know, and that's still with me today. How can I ask you, you know, what was your relationship like with your son at the time? Well, I know he was, he was
2: young. I'm not, a am you know, and this probably doesn't sound very good, but I'm not a big, uh, fan of small kids. Um, not that, you know, I'm, was all the time tired you know i was working come home you know i you know i loved him i you know and you know we love to do things together but uh i wasn't a big fan of small kids and he was you know he was a small kid so yeah i'd still say we had a you know great relationship i mean i remember i took him to the bus stop every morning i remember doing that you know things like that ride his bike used to take him to ride his bike and remote control airplanes you know all that all that kind of father-son stuff fishing uh, so um now i kind of lost where i'm at but um Anyway, on top of the world, it was, say, 2003. Um,
3: I was engaged to be married. Um,
2: plans all set. Um, my son was, he was at that time, he was, I want to say he was 15. Um, at work one day it was November November the 11th um, at work one day
3: I got a phone call it was uh, <clears throat> it was my uh, ex-father-in-law
2: said that I needed to come right away Nick was sick or, you know didn't
3: didn't register he was working
2: with his father <clears throat> his grandfather has a automotive shop Um Nick was working there you know 15 years old just after school kind of thing and on weekends and um uh, I just remember him saying you need to come for him to even call me I knew something was terribly terribly wrong and uh, I remember somebody was in the office I was in and you know I was I don't know if I was probably like I am now sobbing a little bit and I just remember the guy I still see him today. He kind of looks at me kind of weird at times, but, uh, he said, are you all right? And I just grabbed him and hugged him and left. And, uh, I came home and,
3: uh, called Kelly, my wife,
2: or she wasn't my wife at the time, but, um, I said I need you and I need you right now we have to we have to go to Virginia and uh,
3: we did that um, went to the hospital
2: and uh, they at that time didn't really know exactly what happened other than he couldn't move his legs and uh, it wasn't a very well equipped hospital for that kind of problem, so then he was transferred from there
3: to um,
2: Virginia Tech It's the same hospital that uh Christopher Rees went mm. when he had his accident. So, um, then I knew things weren't well, so I, I, when that happened, that was like the following day, and of course, you know, then I'm racing all the way to Virginia Tech, back-to-back speeding tickets within 10 miles, and, you know, and, uh then they then they finally did tell me that uh you know that he had a stroke that he was lucky to be alive and that he was and was going to be paralyzed from his waist down but uh, i i just
3: then i knew true
2: Uh, True defeat. And uh, even what I forgot to say was when I, before I even called Kelly, when I came home from work the first day that this happened, I remember walking out on, I just, we had just had a uh, big deck put on the back of the townhouse. And uh, I remember walking out there. And just scream into the top of my lungs, why? Why would you do this to me, Lord? Or why would you, why would, how could you let this happen? Just as loud as I could. I'm sure the neighbors were rattled. That's how loud it was. Looking back at that now, I mean, it tells me a couple things. For one, I knew he was there talking to him even after that but at that point that day and for for several years after I didn't want to talk to him mm. I had you know I just you know that's my son and that's that's my everything that's my number one
3: and I just But
2: he, uh, through all of this, I mean, his attitude was you never know something was even wrong with him by talking to him. Um, It was to the point where it was actually a little scary because he took it so well so fast. Looking back at that now, he had... He had company. Yeah.
3: So uh, Nick today is uh, married,
2: still going to school. There's nothing that he doesn't, uh, when he wants to do something, he does it. Mm. Kayaking just did that. I think he said last sometimes I don't like to hear what he does uh, but yeah he said he had a weekend of kayaking which I thought was very
3: cool but uh, as a father a little sketchy um,
2: so again I'm you know Feeling kind of good.
0: Um, things are working out. This is after Nick has gotten out of the hospital, is recovering somewhat. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He, 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 you could, I don't even know how to describe what he uh, has gone through and the way he has taken it. I mean, he's, like my hero now. I mean, something devastating like that um, happens to you. And I remember talking to him, and I, again, you know, I know I had help talking to him because I think I, when I did, I got through. I, I just told him that, you know, you were dealt a very severe hand, hmm. but, you know, you need to work through this. Yeah. And uh, and it, just by talking to him, I mean, he didn't really even need me to tell him that. I mean, he was already
0: he was already working through it. So, so Bob, take us back to that moment in the hospital. Here's your 15 year old son. He's suffered a, a devastating physical trauma. Yet, in some respects, it sounds like maybe he was doing better than you. Oh, he most definitely was. You would, like I said, by
2: Talking, Mm -hmm. if you were just listening to voices,
0: yeah, I was the guy that was in trouble, not him. You should have been in a bed bed next to him, right? Yep. Yeah. So what was your relationship like with him at that moment? I was just scared to
2: death, you know, and I know he was scared to death. Yeah. But, you know, we were, it was, at the time, it was all about him. You know, his mother was there, um, her her boyfriend was there. I mean, it wasn't about Bob. It wasn't about anybody but him. And uh,
3: it uh, it was a very,
2: it was a devastating time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, truly, you know, uh, much, much worse than...
0: Divorce or uh, anything like that. Um, and you were having problems figuring out, why again? Why is something else in my life that is so hard yeah, for me? Yeah,
2: my number one, not mm-hmm. just something. This was, you know, all, if you want to take me, I understand that, you know? But don't touch him. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah
3: so what so, happens
0: what happens after that moment on the deck where you're <clears throat> screaming and you're hollering and i just i was i was basically done
2: with uh lost again um i wasn't you know i never regained my uh never regained my strength that i had before that Yeah, and even to this day, I don't think I have that. How about just with with God? I mean, I did not want anything. mm -hmm. Didn't want to hear about it. Didn't want to think about
0: it. Um, The answer might be obvious, but you tell us why. Why wouldn't you want to hear about God?
2: Because in my mind, he was he was punishing me. Mm
3: Oh damn. Yeah. He's just a kid. I mean fifteen years old. Yeah. So yeah.
2: But um like I said, he's he's remarkable, still is. Um And i've you know with the things that have happened since since then I'm you know regaining my uh um, relationship with
3: with god um
2: i uh, joined a uh we call ourselves uh, Band Panda Brothers. Um, it's just a one night a week guy gathering and we talk about, you know, the troubles that we're having and how, uh, how God is playing a hand in helping us, guiding us. And it's exactly what I needed again.
0: Yeah, but you, you were involved sometime in the past, too, with the church, right? I was. Yeah. Um, I was. What was that like for you? I mean, or was it just kind of one of those check-off-the-box things? Well,
2: yeah, it was a little bit, no, it, it was a little bit more than that. Um, my uh, wife at the time's father was actually a member, and um, it was... It was something we could do as a family. Mm-hmm. They're very f- the the church was very family oriented. Um, gatherings, picnics, and uh, helping each other. Um, I I enjoyed it. It was um, it was very time consuming. It, it did cut into the limited amount of time that I was able to spend at home anyway when i wasn't working um and uh it was at the time it was a life-changing thing um you know i stopped smoking stopped drinking coffee coffee was the the big one for me um but i i uh i thoroughly enjoyed it um but it when the marriage ended, that ended. I didn't. I didn't didn't ask for help. Hmm. Didn't why I have no idea. I did not ask God for help at all. Then I was gonna. I was done. Mm-hmm. You know. I I just was. I wasn't ready to ask for help. Yeah. And then uh, after that happened my son I wasn't ready didn't didn't want to didn't want to hear any of that didn't want to think about it
3: uh, so yeah um
2: but um, 2017 I think that's right um got together with the uh band brothers and, uh, met a great bunch of guys and, um,
3: answered a whole lot of questions and, uh, reestablished my, uh, um, love for God again,
2: uh, to the point where I'm, you know, it probably wasn't as strong as it is now, even back then. Hmm. Um, it's the understanding of things. it's the way that um, he's opened doors and answered questions and guided guided me uh through this uh two thousand eighteen i was also this was i think this was after i after i joined i think yeah, it definitely it definitely was. Um was diagnosed with uh asbestosis. Hmm. Um Now another one of those another one of those blows, but it it, it was me. So n- nothing like um nothing like the uh, other events. Um
3: doctor was very blunt and very you know up front. This is
2: bad. This is very bad. You need to you know basically get your house in order kind of thing. You need to do this. You need to do that. Uh,
3: and uh, you know it, it definitely
2: made me slow down made me look at things um made me uh think of things that I might not be able to do that I had planned to do um with my son
3: with my wife um you know
2: find a uh my purpose you know and um, it just led me, and I've always been one of those, you know, I'm, I'm a mechanic, always been a mechanic of some type. Uh, so I look at things a little different than the average person does. Um, I've always had a love for searching. You know, if i interested in the big thing that got me even to the point before the uh, the group that I joined was the James River. Because I like fishing, so I always wanted to fish the James River and was Googling it, and I ran across that the James River was named after King James. And then I read about King James, and that led back to God again so you know it's like I was being led um even after I joined the the group one of the guys mentioned uh Greg Laurie the daily morning scripture reading um signed up for that led to uh
3: I think at that time he had something about. Uh, man, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, the bullet. Um, what was his name?
0: Give me a minute. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you you had said once, Bob, that. Uh... Coming a part of this group, that there was a point in time to where you felt like you had shifted gears, that that actually you came to know Christ as a, as a savior. Is that true?
2: It is. It is. That's where I was going with this. For whatever reason, I can't remember mm-hmm. his name, but um, movie star um drove the the movie bullet at the died of asbestosis. Yeah. Didn't know that at the time, but anyway, there was a video about the car, the Mustang.
0: And uh, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Never knew how he died,
2: never, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what he died from. And I didn't I found that out when I watched this movie. There again, you know, saw another sign. I mean it's like I'm being led now and I and I'm also been given sight where I can I see things that I would have not seen before mm-hmm. I I take the time to listen to where I probably wouldn't have done before um and and I feel I'm being being guided you know not a clue where I'm going. Um, you know, I'm not trying to say I do, but I, I, I felt compelled to come here um, after your last uh, podcast and and, and the last and, episode, yeah, yeah, and, Kurt, uh, yep, yeah. Kurt, and you know, tell my story to where it could help somebody that these. Groups. If you're searching at all, you know, I'm not saying hit hit the churches or anything like that, but you ought to at least consider, you know, joining a little prayer group, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. you know, to where you can go and uh, get other people's views um see where you are, you know, with a group of people, um, you're gonna find that you're not you're not too way out of line with everybody else. And uh did you also it,
0: feel Bob I'm sorry to interrupt, um did you also feel less alone in this? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're you're not and I, I think that's what I've I felt all almost all my life is uh you're alone alone loneliness. you know mm-hmm. um that's, when you're when you're young yeah that's fine yeah you you know you're big you're strong fearless
0: but that changes <laughs> do you think that that loneliness for men is still i mean is a real thing isn't it no yeah. most definitely Though we can act like hey we're yeah. cool, but. Men struggle with loneliness yeah. as well. Is that right? Sure. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that, that can lead into a lot of problems. A lot mm. of problems. And you when know, you
0: left Virginia and came towards
2: probably That was probably the number one, but the number one reason I started drinking the way I was drinking was, you know, wasn't out i'm not an outgoing person so i'm not one of them people life of the party kind Mm -hmm. of guy but you know you give me three or four scotches and we're 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 dancing we're doing something you know having a conversation um to where i probably wouldn't before Mm -hmm.
0: So so you had a a partner in the bottle yeah yeah most definitely most definitely but that's changed in the respect almost oh, definitely yeah. yes you you're part of a group you got some relationships going there and and you would say you know what's been the defining moment for you in in being a part of that
2: the defining moment is just realizing the blessings that I've been given mm-hmm. um even to the point where
3: you know I hope and pray
2: that I can be forgiven for I don't think I cursed God. As a matter of fact, I know I didn't. I just walked away from him. I showed him. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, you know, I just hope I can be forgiven for for that and all the other wrongs that I've done in my life. And uh I Want very much to uh, bring my son to God. Yeah. That's my number one goal. Uh, so.
1: A question I had for you, Bob, just after listening to some of that if you were to think about just some of the differences you saw between being in and out affiliated with church as opposed to spending time with this group of individuals. What would be some of the things that come to mind that are the immediate? Just here's what's different.
2: Well, the the difference um, that that I see it's 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 a dedicated time. It's a dedicated number of people. Um, you know, I, I I don't think men are you know they're not we're not as open as women are. We're not going to go out. You know. You know, shopping or anything like that. But, you know, to go and meet with eight or 10 guys uh, once a week for a couple hours um, and talk about the problems that we're having, solutions that your brother might give you, it's worthwhile. Mm. It's the other thing would be the, Not bashing church or anything. They're the rules. We, we, you know, we don't really have rules. I mean, we don't, we respect each other and we respect uh, why we're there.
1: So you'd say just the sincerity.
2: Yes. Um, We're not uh, there, you know, parking cars. We're not there you know, um, passing plates around or, you know, all that kind of stuff is, we are there to learn. We read the Bible.
3: We learn about the Bible. We, uh, learn how to help our fellow brothers. We, um, uh,
2: you know, it's, uh, for me, it's, a. Uh, it's number one right now. Yeah.
1: It really is. What, um, and similar question, but a little bit different, just changing the focus. Back in those church days, what would you say you th- knew or you thought you knew God to be then versus who you know God to be now?
2: I don't think, I don't really, I, I think I just was able to, I had more time <laughs> To read the Bible today, than I did then. We were very active. It was a very it's a, it was a very active church. We were, you know, um, everything had a schedule. You know, you did this, you did that, you went here, you went there. This brother needs help uh, with his fence. This this you know. I mean, you know, it was very very i thought it was very cool um it was something very new for me um then um but i didn't i was i don't know if it was me or it was um uh, probably
3: uh, just not being
2: 100% into reading mm-hmm. the bible And 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 that's what we primarily primarily do in the group, and it's just you know, I think that it 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 brings you in line with who you actually are, and, and it brings you in line with your relationship with God. I mean, that with that being said, I mean it's just something that. I felt compelled that I had to, I had to do this. Mm-hmm. If one person takes one minute to consider this, I mean, it's worth it.
1: So you'd say at, at, by this point, what you might call your pilgrimage of discovery when it comes to faith and spirituality and the God question that God has gone from being just a concept to be understood to being a person that you could know?
2: Yes, yeah. I, and it's not that I didn't know he wasn't there before. I knew he was, you know, and I and I tried to think before I came here. I tried to think, you know, when I realized it must have been so long ago. I, I you know, I must have been a kid. I mean, when I was a kid, we did go to Sunday school or something along those lines and I remember that I was very good at memorizing verses and stuff like that. Not today, but I was then. Um, but, you know, something went south at the church, and my mom put an end to that. There was something going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh,
1: Heard that story before. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So that was kind of the end of that. But, you know, I don't remember when... You know, I kind of always knew, Hmm. you know, and I've
3: always had a,
2: I don't even know what you would call it. I've always had that I was going to be given an opportunity. The Lord was going to give me an opportunity. Wow. And and I, I don't have the rest. The answer. To, I don't have the rest of that sentence yet. Yeah, that's that's. So. I really like
0: that. You know, here here's a couple questions, and you've done an incredible, wonderful job just telling your story, and it's unique. And now I don't want you to talk to a couple different people. First is maybe men who, because the truth is, in everybody's story, we put ourselves at some point in it, and we've experienced it. We've felt that pain. We've had that, that thing occur to us in one shape or form. Um, what do you say to men, in particularly uh, tonight, about hope, about future, even in light of the things that you've had to struggle with, and even lately with the diagnosis that you've had regarding your lungs? What do you say to them? Where does hope come from? <laughs>
2: I I just think
0: that, you know, we have a, I'm saying we,
2: we have a strong will to do things our way, and we have a strong, I don't need help with that, I can take care of that. Um, And I'm not saying it can't be done. It's probably not going to be done right. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. There'd be no instructions read. Uh, but by, if you get with a group of guys that, you know, are searching for truth and, and, and that's, you know, that's another factor in there. Um, you go with what you can go to any bookstore and pick a Bible up. That's what you go with.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What you, what's in the book, mm-hmm. you know, don't, uh,
1: What does it really say? Yeah.
2: Yes. And, and, and I think that will, that could be your, that could be your guide right there. And when you get, you know, like I said, you get six or eight guys together and they're concentrated on learning what, what it actually says. I mean, it's, it gives you confidence. It gives you an understanding. It gives you, um, another team player hmm. you know and you got the ultimate uh got the ultimate captain on that so um uh,
1: i always said that sometimes just going into scripture just helps make helps the world make sense that day
2: yes yeah i mean it, it does answer a lot of questions it's opened a lot of a lot of a lot of things for me right um it just has.
0: And that's in part because you're with a group of guys trying to figure out the same yes. thing, is that right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And do you feel like, you know, they got your back?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Almost you know, feels I mean, like it's the way it's supposed to be, right?
2: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, I kind of went into this with, um, didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of knew one guy, you know, um, and I think it works out better like that. Yeah. You don't need to know them. You're not there just for that. Your your primary reason is I want to find out about myself. I want to find out where I fit in, you know. And this is by by reading the Bible and understanding what it says, it helps you find
0: out where you are and who you are. It has for me and in that, you find hope. Yes. Do yes. you consider yourself a hopeful man? Still searching, Still but yes. Searching? Okay. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I'll ever stop that. Great. And here's one more question. And this might be a little bit tougher for you. What would you say to Nick? What would you leave him right now as a, as his dad? What's your message for the future?
2: well uh, you know, I, I
0: I think of that a lot.
2: I just, my number one for him is I want to bring him to the Lord. I want him to understand that he is not alone and let him know that the strength that he is showing still today, the Lord is there, mm. whether he realizes it or not. Um, he's there and he's helping him. Um, I don't. I don't know why things happened like that. I don't. You know. I just don't. But I. You know. I. I, I have a lot of fears because you know today's world is so different that um, we've always been able to. You know in the past you could raise your kids and them do a little bit better than your parents did. I'm not sure mm. what today's is a possible possible. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have that answer.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so those two things and, you know, I, I do want him to understand that, you know, that I loved him. Hmm. And I do love him. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, he need to uh, get him mixed up with the Lord. That's all.
0: Yeah. And here's, here's the last one. The doctor recently had told you you, you kind of need to get your house in order. And really none of us know how long that is. And Lord willing, it's a lot longer. But how do you do that? I mean... What's your what's your word about doing that, and what's your perspective of death now, and how has that changed?
2: Well, um, like I said, it it made me stop, mm-hmm. slow down, and when you do that, and with the the minor things that the Lord has lined up for me now, like the group, it's it's made me slow down. It's made me. Research, why, made me,
3: um, so where I can see things that I just wouldn't or couldn't see before, um, and
2: that, the original diagnosis was, um. Very grim. Mm -hmm. I've since had another one that isn't so grim. Um, Yes, I have that disease, but it's not as grim as what uh, the first doctor said. Yes, I There are some things that I need to correct. I need to stop smoking, which I have not 100% done yet, Mm -hmm. which uh, is a big factor.
0: Yeah. But you feel I mean you feel like in many respects if today was our last day or my last day, but in this case your last day that you felt like you're on a course that uh, I' I'm, yeah, I'm
2: definitely I'm definitely on to something yeah you know I things are being shown to me um, I have uh, been blessed in a lot of ways that i never thought about. Um, and I just, uh,
3: you know, I'm aware
2: now. Yeah.
0: Bob, you know, we've done, this is our eighth episode, and while they are all moving stories, there's, just like each of us, we have personalities that are different. Some of us have freckles, freckles, and some of us has blue eyes and whatever. Your story is no different. It's got a specialness to it and a sincerity to it that I've really enjoyed listening to. And I think it speaks to well to a lot of men and women listening to the show tonight. Thank you. And thank you. Luke, I don't know if you have any closing thoughts, but Bob may take our job one day. I'm not really (laughs) sure. He could. He could at that. He's done extraordinarily well. So, Bob, we want to thank you for being a part of Restless the Podcast.
3: Good night.
1: Thank you for listening to Episode 8 of Restless the Podcast, titled The Quest, featuring Bob. We here are restless to find the one who said, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For whom is your heart restless? And for today... For whom does your heart search for?